Yo, this is Senior G, the music industry's holy trinity. And when I'm online, I'm listening to the hottest, littiest station on the planet. You know, the BDE Music Network and 96 Jams FM. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. What's good, Hennessy and Tea Sippers? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chronicles of She with your girl, the queen, the one and only, Taylor Kathy and the motherfucking building. Ooh, we are definitely spilling some good tea tonight and we are gonna be talking about Marilyn Monroe's dress and how Kim Kardashian squeezed her big booty cheeks in that thing. Now, I've been hearing a lot online that the dress was the actual dress that Marilyn Monroe wore. And it's got everybody at an uproar, honey. <laughs> when I first saw this dress, I'm like, yo, she is killing it. She is slaying that dress for real. And seriously, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful tribute to Marilyn Monroe. But once I found out that this was from, this was actually from the museum by the name of Ripley, that was the owner of the museum. What? And it, it's basically causing a lot of controversy of how how low that Kim Kardashian has sunk to basically replicate the image of Marilyn Monroe. And there's also talks about a lack of hair. Okay, that's that's creepy. That is fucking creepy, man. That's creepy. Why would you... Okay, I'm going to read the post. This is from a Susie Kennedy. Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. No, I can't believe it. How to Destroy a Legacy. This is Mark Chapman's style of stealing the life of a dress. Forever the historical and iconic happy birthday dress will be mentioned alongside Kim Kardashian. Like Mark Chapman and John Lennon, a total hijack of someone else's talent and legacy of which you were not a part of. This was not a studio dress used by other actors. It wasn't something from a store Marilyn used in a personal life. It was Marilyn's personally requested, personally paid for, and personally planned moment in history. And it made history the most famous happy birthday of all time. It was Marilyn's moment. Everything was stolen and taken from Marilyn, and now this has been too. Everyone involved in this, shame on you. If Kim respected the legacy as she said she did, why put it on if it clearly doesn't fit? Your butt is hanging out. Kim's dad was the lawyer of O.J. Simpson in the trial where the gloves didn't fit. So they must have quit. Kim, the dress didn't fit. Unfortunately, you didn't quit because you didn't care about Marilyn or history. You cared about yourself. Shame on all of them. Gross. I'm looking at the picture right now. Oh, my Lord. What this dress has got to be over like, what, 80 years old? So the material is obviously fragile and... Kim's voluptuous cupcakes are busting through. That's not me. That's not me body shaming. I'm just making. Uh, I'm just making an opinion. Uh, anyway, this is what we're gonna be talking about. This is. Here we go. We are going to be discussing this tonight. What the fuck was she thinking? Opinion. Kim Kardashian gives us a glimpse of how hard it was to be Marilyn Monroe, the star. Do you want to see me become her? I can imagine Kim Kardashian uttering this as she slipped on Marilyn Monroe's custom-made flesh-toned Jean Louise and Bob Mackie gown, the one that Monroe wore in 1962 when she breathlessly sang, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you happy birthday mr president happy birthday to you i had a moment there okay to president john f kennedy at madison square garden indeed the details of kardashian's efforts to transform her body into one that fit the dress the 16 pound weight loss 
in under a month in the 14-hour bleaching process to approximate Monroe's white blonde hair suggests Kardashian's desire to embody rather than pay homage to Monroe. Of course, the line, do you want to see me become her, belongs not to Kardashian, but to Monroe herself. As Amy Green, wife of Monroe photographer and business partner Milton Green explained, while walking down a New York City street one day, Monroe asked Green if she'd like to witness the transformation from Marilyn Monroe to the person to Monroe the movie star. As Green observed, I don't know how to explain what she did because it was so very subtle. But she turned something on with herself that was just almost like magic. And suddenly cars were slowing and people were turning their heads to stare. They were recognizing that this was Marilyn Monroe as if she pulled off a mask or something, even though a second ago, nobody noticed her. The story has become part of the mythos of one of the greatest stars of the classic Hollywood era. It captures an indelible aspect of Monroe's legendary appeal. The idea that the real her was somehow distinct from her celebrity persona. And within that notion is also the tantalizing prospect that one might be able to access that authentic Marilyn. If one only continued to investigate the details of her films, her life, and her death, a crusade that shows no sign of slowing as new biographies, documentaries, online speculation, and more to continue emerge year after year. Unsurprisingly, Kardashian's decision to wear the dress at the Met Gala on May 2nd and the suggestion that in doing so, she was attempting to become Monroe prompted quick and, in some cases, virulent backlash. Kardashian's desire to essentially wear Monroe's identity like a second skin fits into a larger charge about the former and some of her sisters, that they are shamelessly, that they are shameless appropriators of culture and style as part of their personal and professional branding. Whereas Kardashian has made a career blurring the lines of what's real, Monroe excelled at masking it. Monroe's public image was so flawlessly executed executed, performed, and presented that decades later, we are still eagerly searching for the woman underneath it all. Yet, what Kardashian does offer and what might actually be in service of Monroe's legacy is to make visible the labor of image creation, something that would have destroyed the mysterious allure of the Monroe's persona in the star's own time. What criticism of Kim Kardashian is really about? Kardashian's identity as ethnically white and her adoption of black cultural styles and aesthetics echoes historical critiques of Jewish and Irish minstrel performance performers adapting, adopting blackface in the early 20th century, most famously in the 1927 film The Jazz Singer. As Michael Rogan and others have shown that mode of performance was a way to both appropriate blackness and simultaneously assert their whiteness at a time then their racial identities were very much in flux questions have been raised about whether kardashian who has been accused of blackfishing darkened her skin for a photo shoot but her attempt to embody Monroe's persona is a new threshold in Kardashian's often problematic efforts to play with her racial self-presentation. Kardashian has often adopted black cultural signifiers as part of her personal aesthetic, invoking black style for a white mainstream audience. Her jewel-encrusted grill, Fulani braids that she credited to Bo Drake, and her imitation of a famous Grace Jones photograph photograph for the cover of Paper Magazine are three of the most discussed examples. Even her famed curvy body, embolized by her posterior, is the type of thick body most readily associated with the black video vixens, made famous in music videos starring, starring rappers like Kardashian's ex-husband, Kanye West. Though Kardashian has acknowledged the criticisms, this history no doubt informs the perception that Kardashian was consciously attempting to poach Monroe's stardom and whiteness when she donned her famous dress. Indeed, Kardashian's seeming pivot from someone associated even problematically with blackness 
To her momentary transformation into the blonde-haired Hollywood icon reinforced the idea for some that blackness was a temporary stop in her sojourn to unambiguous whiteness and respectability. On the other hand, preservationists registered their horror at the handling and exposure of the historic garment at the gala. While Kardashian certainly wasn't the first celebrity or even non-celebrity to wear a vintage or archival garment, this particular line of criticism quickly became the focus of the ire directed at Kardashian. Ripley's Believe It or Not, which purchased the gown at a 2016 auction for nearly $5 million, loaned it to Kardashian for the occasion, though she only wore the actual dress for a few minutes on the red carpet before changing into a replica. No matter, no matter that. As costume historian Kimberly Chrisman Campbell noted on Twitter and in the Los Angeles Times, there is a precedent for both celebrities and models wearing vintage or archival pieces and museums or private collectors exhibiting their pieces in creative but potentially risky ways. Rather, critics laid the responsibility squarely on Kardashian's shoulders, accusing Kardashian of marrying this symbol of classic Hollywood glamour with both her body and her persona. It's worth noting that this conversation is the one that has dominated public discussion raised by Kardashian's adoption of Marilyn's persona. Preservationists very rare, very real concerns about the dress itself. However, provide a convenient cover for a more ideological criticism that Kardashian disgraces the legacy of Monroe by daring to become her for a night. Let's talk about that. Yes. This is, this is basically an artifact. This is a part of history that was Marilyn. And for her to wear it for one night, to be her for one night, is that she's basically disgracing the memory of Marilyn. Like, you're only donning this for a look. You're not really donning it of the history of Marilyn. And that's something that should not be touched it should be respected because obviously that material has to be delicate because it's been it's been locked up for a long time if i had been ripley i would have said no you're not taking it i'm not taking you're not taking it get a replica get get it make an entire replica even though you changed into one get just get get one that's custom made if you find marilyn that that is influential okay just like the other celebrities that have that are inspired by Marilyn Monroe like look what Normani did for her diamonds are a girl's best friend video she paid homage to Marilyn Monroe that was that dress was custom made uh Madonna many others okay let's continue Video circulating of one of the dress fitting appointments quickly prompted derisive derisive remarks about Kim's fat ass, her cupcakes, or the disconnect between her skin tone and Marilyn's, comments underguided by racial connotations. Such an argument depends on assumptions about Kardashian's racial performance as well as critiques grounded in taste, respectability, celebrity, and authenticity. This line of critique effectively contrasts Monroe's classic Hollywood film icon status, established in films like Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, The Seven Year Itch, and Some Like It Hot, which is my favorite. Positively against the negative of Kardashians being famous for nothing status earned the relived world, revealed world of reality television. Marilyn Monroe, proto-reality star. But those formulations valid through valid though they are miss the deeper resonance of what kardashian's public display of the dress signifies about monroe and how her history has been deliberately revised start with the fact that the dress that kardashian chose to wear is not one associated with monroe's film roles or even the one most readily associated with monroe as icon that would most likely be the white ivory halter dress 
designed by William Trevilla for Monroe's appearance in the Billy Wilder film, The Seven Year Itch. Rather, Kardashian wore the gown from one of Monroe's appearances in what we might understand as a predecessor to modern reality television, JFK's televised recorded birthday party at Madison Square Garden. The pleasures that make the moment iconic. The context of Monroe's and Kennedy's relationship as Monroe seems to flirt with her lover in front of both live live and televisual audience with the knowledge that his wife Jackie is at home watching is perhaps closer to the melodramatic appeal of contemporary reality television than classic Hollywood sniples would like to admit. Indeed, the gown Kardashian wore represents a particular aspect of Monroe's celebrity, infamy rather than fame, and Monroe's unique ability to take something scandalous and embrace it rather than allow herself to be shamed by it. Within that light, the dress fits Kardashian quite well, figuratively, if not literally because of what it symbolizes about Monroe and what the subsequent whitewashing of Monroe's image in subsequent eras has erased. A woman who constantly tried to reinvent and exert some type of agency over her public image, refusing to be shamed by scandal and often using television as the means to do so. One need only try to sort through the re- the real difficulties that Monroe faced in the myriad unfounded rumors that today are often taken as gospel to see the residue of her complicated celebrity persona. Publications tried to create controversy around her early modeling for men's calendars. Hugh Hefner purchased and published her new photos without her consent. Gossip columnist Hedda Hopper wrote an open letter to Monroe blaming the star for her own miscarriages. Monroe's associations with black people, both platonically and romantically, garnered additional concentration from these and in charge of managing her image. And always at the ready were were, were accusations that she was sleeping with everyone from allegedly prostituting herself to execs to have an affair with both John Kennedy as well as his brother Robert, regardless of how far-fetched some of these claims might be. All of this must surely resonate with Kardashian, whose name is still mentioned in connection with a sex tape now some 20 years old. Indeed, in the messy intersection of celebrity and reality, Monroe and Kardashian have more in common than one might think. Our never-ending desire for the real woman. One of the most enduring elements of Monroe's fandom is the desire to uncover the real story of Marilyn Monroe. By contrast, Kardashian offers a highly curated version of the aspects of her life, both big and small. Her romantic relationship, sibling conflict, professional endeavors, and more makeup and more make up the content of both her two television shows as well as her social media presence. There is not an aspect of Kardashian's life that has not been mediated and offered up to the public at Kardashian's own hands. Crucially, whereas Monroe struggled to obtain professional agency through her career, Kardashian effectively owns her own image. As executive producer of Keeping Up with the Kardashians 2007 to 2021, and the Kardashians Hulu 2022. As executive producer of her life and image, we might argue Kardashian's version of the real is the one that she chooses to share with the public rather than one that the public can take pleasure and ownership in uncovering. Monroe and the studio system and its attendant attendant publicity machine presented the star as the the guileless bombshell a sex pot whose crucial appeal was that she didn't seem to be didn't seem to try to be sexy she was just effortlessly of course the reality is that the monroe persona was the product of her own and the studio studio's very real and measurable efforts to craft her image into one that fans would adore from her plastic surgery and dyed blonde hair to her constant dieting, and most obviously in her name change from Norma Jean Baker to Marilyn Monroe. <sighs> Kardashian's intense diet and workout plan to fit into Monroe's gown modifications that the public 
has witnessed over time. Even her transition from black adjacent aesthetic to presumptive whiteness enabled by her performance of Monroe. The most iconic blonde of all time makes exceedingly obvious the work that goes into creating an image, the labor that maintains the illusion that there is even a real to access. Kardashian could never put on a dress and be Monroe, but perhaps that's because there is no real Monroe to become. I'm seeing how the history has lapsed because Monroe was more controlled by the Hollywood system while as Kardashian has control over her her persona and her life. I think that Kim was trying to honor her, but I feel like this was just not the way to do it. It just wasn't the way. And let's also talk about this hair. Let's talk about this, this hair, about her getting a lock of Marilyn Monroe's hair. This is, okay. Some, there's a rumor going around that she actually... That, a hair, that her hairstylist, Chris Appleton, got a lock of Marilyn Monroe's hair, the actual piece of her hair, to put in Kardashian's head. That, to me, that's that, that smells creepy. That really is creepy. Like, oh, God. Like, talk about disrespect. Kim Kardashian's hairstylist, Appleton, breaks down her blonde transformation. Kim Kardashian's... Oh, sorry. Right here. When Kardashian arrived at the 2022 Met Gala in New York City on May 2nd, jaws dropped. She was not only sporting one of Marilyn Monroe's iconic gowns, she was also suddenly blonde. According to Kim's hairstylist, the Kardashian star New Fashion's biggest night was the perfect time to switch things up. It was honestly just the right time and it just fell into place, Chris Appleton exclusively shared with E! News. I love a blonde Kim. I think it's so interesting how a color can change the colors of the clothes you wear and it really changes your makeup. You really reinvent things. For a hair transformation as bold as this, Chris said it takes a lot of patience, care, and attention to get things right. Knowing that Kim styles her hair so much also played a factor in how he perfected the look. What I didn't want to do was compromise the condition so much that it didn't look good, he explained. We had a fast turnaround because we had to get it done for the Met. But it was lots of conditioning treatments in between each setting and lightning and the process. The technique really is all about taking very fine sections of hair and lightening the process with just very fine sections back to back. Chris actually has a degree in color, which helped him learn about the science of hair and the best methods for his clients, who also include Dua Lipia and Jennifer Lopez. It's definitely not just about putting a color on all over and hoping for the best, he said. It really is quite an approach that you have to plan it with. I go about that very particularly. Chris advises fans not to try a blonde transformation at home. Instead, go to a salon and have a consultation with an experienced hairstylist. If you've got super dark hair and you want to bleach your hair to a platinum, I would never do it at home because you need you need to tone, you need to lighten the hair. He said it really is a process. Sorry, guys. I need the sip and my ear itched. For those who do change their hair hue, Chris recommends the color Wow Color Security Shampoo because it's very gentle on the hair and it cleanses the scalp, cleans the hair, and removes the excess oil, but it doesn't leave any ingredients behind. He also loves loves Color Wow's Money Mask and the brand's Dream Coat because it gives you this sealant to the hair. Gives this sealant to the hair. Chris is the global creator director of the hair care line. While Chris met Gal, Chris met Gala experience was a busy one behind the scenes. He described this in New York City with Kim as so fun, and included documenting about Marilyn on Netflix and having friends come by to visit. We were fully comfortable, 
and ready to go because we knew it was going to be a long session. He said, Kim's done the color before. She knows. <sighs> mm. Now, we are going to take ourselves a quick music break. When I come back, we are going to talk about... We're going to talk about this little lock of hair. So you guys enjoy this break. So ready. Text blowing up. This chick wanna fuck. I text her back, I'm good, cause she run her mouth too much. I ain't never been thirsty for pussy, not my speed. Add to the fact, once they come, they don't wanna leave. I let my mind wander when the stars out. Summer nights, my city bring the cars out. Had to hit my man army just to check up on him. That's what real niggas do, don't need a reason for it. Pulled over, sparked up the clip I had Thinking about my last kill, damn that bitch was bad I ain't never been cocky, I just reminisce My heart beat for nights like this I'm in the clouds now By you niggas, I am so zen Add to the fact you can't match my pen Silly rabbit insecure, thought I wanted this chick Could've had a side piece though, that's real shit Could give a fuck about a lame, that's always been the vibe I'ma forever be me, 365 Got a date with destiny, I love the way she tastes All excited, pussy throbbing when I grab her waist She say I'm nasty, leaning on the whip with the blunt lit I work hard to live free, fuck all the dumb shit These niggas say they outside but ducking the smoke A bunch of bozos that ain't got nowhere to go I'm a clock cleaner, you a pop D, but there's a difference If you're scared, go to church, link up with your reverend I blow gray clouds, I'm a perfect storm Unstoppable, this ain't what you want I'm in the clouds now
Welcome to Vegas, baby. I want you to come and pay me. Give me that money, give me diamonds, give me rubies, baby. Take me on that strip. I wanna go shopping. Get on your knees and beg me, please, to let you in me. I wanna ride a belly. I wanna ride a belly. I wanna ride a belly. I wanna ride it. I wanna ride, I wanna ride. that music break <laughs> every time i listen to that song by jocelyn hernandez that shit just it's like she's saying i want to ride a bunny i want to ride a bunny i want to ride a bunny when it's really i want to ride you baby i want to ride you baby i want to ride you baby nothing baby <laughs> okay i looked into the the infamous lock of hair comment yeah about that yeah let's bring that in let's bring that in let's bring that in okay <clears throat> a Marilyn Monroe expert says that Kim Kardashian was presented with locks of the late showbiz legend's hair by Ripley's believe it or not Orlando Florida Museum Scott Fortner who runs the website the Marilyn Monroe collection.com took to Instagram on Friday with a detailed post questioning the authenticity of the historical memento Ripley's presented Kardashian 41 with ahead of her outing to last week's Met Gala God, please tell me she doesn't really have the lock of hair. Please tell me she doesn't really have the lock of hair. Oh, no. Oh. At the event, Kardashian made headlines in donning on loan from the museum a Jean Lee's gown Monroe famously wore to President J.F. Kennedy's 
birthday bash in 1962. Mm. In a clip published by Ripley's on Instagram last Tuesday, Kardashian's jaws dropped as a museum official presented her with the hair, which was protected in a circular metallic container. Fortner shared the same clip on his Instagram page in addition to a screen grab from Ripley's detailing the origins of the hair and what he says is a receipt from the hair salon that worked on Monroe's quaff in 1962. Ooh, ooh, I have to sip, I have to sip. Sit, ooh, shit. Woo! Oh my God. Ripley said in its display of the hair that the lock of Monroe's was clipped by her hairstylist Robert Champion just prior to her Madison Square Garden performance where she serenaded the late president and that the hair would, had been off, often sectated by John Reznikoff who is one of the most respected and trusted experts in the field of hair collecting. Fortner said that the cha that champion was not the hairstylist who prepared Monroe's coif for the May 19, 1962 event in New York City, but rather Kenneth, Mr. Kenneth Battelle at the Lily Dache Beauty Salon. Okay. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. This is from the salon. Oh my God. Fortner shared a screen grab from Ripley's detailing the origins of the hair, which stated Robert Champion had styled her locks. <laughs> Fortner said that Paul Frasier Collectible sold the hair in 2019 with the item description just hours before her performance, Monroe visited her personal hairdresser, Robert Champion at the Coiffeurs Americana Beauty Salon housed with the luxury department store Bergdorf Goodman on Fifth Avenue. Fortner said that while one could assume the hair given to Kim was part of this lot of hair that was cut by Robert Champion just prior to her MSG performance. Champion did not cut in style Marilyn's hair for the JFK Gala as it was actually the one and only Mr. Kenneth, Kenneth Battelle, who had the honors. Fortner said a receipt from Lily Dache Beauty Salon, which I just read to you, I just saw, which he included in the post, confirms that it was Batal, not Champion, who had prepared Monroe's hair ahead of the historic outing. The receipt dated March 25th, 1962, lists a hairdress and references May 18th and 19th, 1962, Fortner said. May 19th was the date of the Kennedy Gal. The bottom... The receipt reads, Kenneth Services, home Friday, Saturday. Marilyn paid $150 for the service. In the clip in which Kardashian was presented with the lock, she said, oh my God, I'm literally going to do some crazy voodoo shit to channel her. This is so special to me. Thank you so much. This is so cool. Wow. This is sleeping with me every night. <laughs> hey! Okay, <laughs> Fortner said, we now have, we have to now wonder just whose hair is she actually sleeping with exactly? And whatever you do, don't put it up to your pussy. <sighs> In a follow-up post Saturday, Fortner shared more details about Kenneth Battelle, who died in 2013 at the age of 86. He was so famous that like Cher and Madonna, he was often referred to by one name, Kenneth. Kenneth, who wrote, adding that he was the hairdresser to the stars, also having Lucille Ball and Jackie Kennedy as clients. Marilyn often had him over to her home to cut, treat, and style her hair. Fortner said that Batal and Monroe initially crossed paths in 1958, and he had worked with her regularly the last time coming for a Vogue shoot in June of 1962, about two months before her death. Fortner said that the Batal is listed in both of Marilyn Monroe's 1962 phone books that he owns while Robert Champion, not surprisingly, is not. Kardashian, who was accompanied to the Met Gala by boyfriend Pete Davidson, donned the historic garment, which has more than 250, 
2,500 hand-stitched crystals upon her entrance to the Lux event at New York City Metropolitan Museum of Art, where the theme was gilded glamour. She later changed into a replica gown. I think we can all say that Kim looks beautiful in the dress, Ripley's voice, Ripley's vice president of the publishing license, saying this Amanda Joyner told U.S. Weekly Tuesday. Obviously, we feel that Marilyn Monroe was such an icon of her time, and we feel that Kim Kardashian really is the fashion icon of today. Joyner told the outlet that the company, which paid $4.6 million for the gown in 2016, was happy to collaborate with Kardashian for the annual pop culture event. Mm. We really appreciate appreciated her partnership and felt that she was a great partner with Ripley's Believe It or Not for us to be able to retell the Marilyn Monroe story to a new generation. Joyner told the outlet, we have 25,000 exhibits in Ripley's and when we're working with the partners, we want to show them our quirky side as well and so that was the gift that we chose to give her. We strongly feel this dress is the most famous item of clothing from the 20th century culture. And we really felt that Kim being able to wear the dress was allowing us to share the story of Marilyn Monroe. Kardashian told Lala Anthony, who did red carpet interviews for Vogue for the event, that she conceptualized the idea of wearing a Monroe gown following last year's Met Gala and had the theme in America, a lexicon of fashion. At the September 2021 event, which was delayed for four months due to COVID-19 pandemic, Kardashian donned a Black Man's Balenciaga Ensemble. I thought to myself, what would I have done for the American theme if I had not been the Balenciaga look, Kardashian told Anthony. What's the most American thing you can think of? And that's Marilyn Monroe. Kardashian revealed on the red carpet that she shed 16 pounds in a th- in a three week span after she didn't initially fit into the garment, which had been on display at Orlando, Florida's Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. When it didn't fit me, I wanted to cry because it can be altered. It can't be altered at all, she said. I looked at them and I said, "Give me three weeks," and I'm. <laughs> I had to lose 16 pounds down to today to be able to fit this. It was such a challenge. It was like a role. I was determined to fit into it. I don't think they believed I was going to do it, but I did it. The mother of four went into detail about the daunting regimen she went through to meet her weight loss goal. I will wear a sauna suit twice a day, run on the treadmill, completely cut out all sugar and all carbs, and just eat the cleanest veggies and protein, she said. I didn't starve myself, but I was so strict. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Like, I'm just, I'm stunned right now. And now here we go with the, with the, with the second dress. Kim Kardashian reveals her second Marilyn Monroe Met Gala dress. Oh, no. Are you fucking kidding me? Two, two dresses. Two fucking dresses. Oh, my. Yo, this is Senior G, the music industry's holy trinity. And when I'm online, I'm listening to the hottest, littiest station on the planet. You know, the BDE Music Network and 96 Jams FM. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Yes, I think it's much more than physical. You see, you got so many great qualities. You 
You make me laugh, hella smart and super talented Make me wonder what it's like to be a woman Yeah, I know it's kinda odd coming from your friend Often fantasize about us making love How we would feel just laying there in your arms Are you loyal? Can I trust you with my heart? I'm saying all of this looking in the mirror At myself thinking, will I get the courage To look him in his eyes and tell him what I'm feeling But I can't handle rejection So I'll keep on wondering what it what if we just had what we were meant to? Oh, yeah, let me show you what my life can bring. What if you find out I'm your one oh, and only? Oh, I've been wondering and thinking about what you would do if I gave my heart to you. I got enough for my heart to lay it on the line. I'll do anything for you at the drop of a dime Anytime I look at you, I catch you looking back Got me wondering if we riding the same track In other words, are we on the same train of thought? Hanging on your every word anytime we talk Cuban with them other dudes, that ain't right for you Got me thinking, what if I'm the type for you? Hold on, hi beloved, how you ride for yourself? Hold on, you be trying to do this shit by yourself Hold on, got my brain filling up with what is Hold on, like what if I leave them for a kiss? Please don't hold it and kiss me, I ain't a bad guy Not the past last guy, or the past last guy <laughs> What if I told you I want you right now? Don't be shy now, what if you were mine now? Oh, what if you took the time to explore this thing? What if we just had what we were meant to? Oh, what if? Let me show you what my love can bring What if you find out I'm your one oh, and only? Oh, I've been wondering and thinking about what you would do if I gave my heart I gave you my heart What if I don't let you down What if I told you I need you Did you see me holding you down What if my flaws are too much What if I'm not what you need Baby I got all this love for you So just put your faith in me What if I gave you my heart What if I don't let you down What if I told you I need you See me holding you down What if I'm scared to move on What if I can't be the one What if I just put faith in you I wanna give you all of my life Take the time to explore this thing What if we just have what we were meant to be Yeah, let me show you what my love can bring What if you find out I'm your one oh, and only Oh, I've been wondering You've been thinking about what you would do If I gave my heart Welcome back to the Teen Hennessy. So sorry about that. We had a slight technical difficulty, but we are back. And tonight we are going to be discussing part two of the dress incident. Not only did Kim Kardashian wear Marilyn Monroe's iconic birthday birthday song dress, she also wore another one. Oh my gosh. Kim Kardashian wore second Marilyn Monroe dress after Met Gala. This one from 1962 Golden Globes. Jeez Louise, what's next? (sighs) Kim Kardashian broke the internet once again at the 2022 Met Gala where she wore the iconic dress that Marilyn Monroe had donned while singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to John F. Kennedy in 1962. But this wasn't the only Monroe-inspired Surprised that Kardashian had up her sleeve. The television personality revealed on Instagram on Friday that she changed after the Met Gala into a second gown worn by Monroe. Kardashian put on Monroe's dress from the 1962 Golden Globes and even had the statue in hand that Monroe won that night. Hmm? What the? To top off my night after the Met I had the honor of changing into Marilyn Monroe's Norman Norell dress that she wore to the Golden Globes in 1962, where she received the Henrietta Award for World Film Favorite. Kardashian wrote on Instagram, 
in my quest to find the Jean Louise hand beaded dress that I wore to the gala, I discovered Heritage Auctions own Maryland's iconic green sequin gown. Further into my research, I found out the owner of the Golden Globe that she received that evening was none other than my friend Jeff Leithman. Leithman. I saw this all as the sign, the way that all of the stars aligned. Kardashian added, it will forever be one of the greatest privileges of my life to be able to channel my inner Marilyn in this way on such a special night. Thank you, Heritage Auctions, Barbara Zwig, and Jeff for helping to make this memory possible. The original Monroe dress that Kardashian wore to the Met Gala had been on display at Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Orlando, Florida, since its purchase in 2016 for $4.81 million. That price tag made it one of the most expensive dresses ever sold. Kardashian was spotted visiting the museum on April 23rd, igniting speculation among fans that she'd be wearing the dress for the Met Gala. <sighs> Kardashian revealed to Vogue at the Met Gala that she had to lose 16 pounds in three weeks in order to fit into the happy birthday dress. The gown originally had cost 12000 the chiffon fabric was famously made to match Monroe's skin tone, earning it the distinction of being a dress that only Marilyn Monroe could wear. Hmm. Hmm. I really like to know what do you guys think about all this. If you have, if you are interested in stating your opinion, please. Look at my look at my questionnaire on Spotify on my channel because I really would love to learn about your opinions and what you think about this because I feel almost like this is myths. Mm. To me, this dress should have just been basically look basically admired afar instead of wanting to wear it because. This is a part of history in Hollywood that it should be respected in the regard of who wore it. And then there's also the part of me that she she wants to change the game here. She definitely wants to change the game. And also that hairlock thing creeped me the hell out. Mmm. And to break even more news, Marilyn Monroe's dresses and Captain America's shield, Thor's hammer, more memorabilia is going up for auction. Marilyn Monroe's dresses are getting a second chance in life following Kim Kardashian's choice to wear two of the late icon's outfits for the 2022 Met Gala. Kardashian took to the red carpet in the figure-hugging gown Monroe wrote wore to sing happy birthday to President John F. Kennedy, but that one wouldn't be up for auction. Several gowns Monroe donned for gentlemen's prefer blondes and there's no business like show business will be auctioned this summer along with 1,400 1, other pieces of Hollywood history. Over three days in July, Turner Classic Movies and Julian's Auctions are teaming up to auction off items like Captain America's shield from Captain America. The first, Avenger, a two-piece Givenchy ensemble worn by Audrey Hepburn as Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's and Jules Winfield's Bad Mother expletive wallet from Pulp Fiction, the organization said Tuesday. <sighs> hmm. One of the six original Stand Trooper helmets from Star Wars A New Hope is among the items being auctioned off. The helmet was used during the Tunisia shoot and later restored by Star Wars expert Gino Sabatino. A variety of props used in the Harry Potter films like Draco Malfoy's Nimbius 2001 broomstick and Voldemort's Elder One are also up for bidding as is the hammer used by Chris Hemsworth in Thor The Dark World. There will be special collections from the estates of James Garner, Robert Stack, and Doris Day, as well as legendary editor Anne V. Coates. Mark scripts including never-before-seen glimpse into Oscar-winning decision-making on David Lean's Lawrence of Arabia. Other Coates items including her line scripts for The Elephant Man and Outsight. 
Our fans crave a tangible connection to their passion, and now they can satisfy that desire with these iconic costumes and unique memorabilia from the movies we are that we air on TMC, said TMC's general manager, Paula Shannon. One of the biggest tick ticket items is a yacht once owned by jp getty that you was used in the exterior scenes of the film paul joey starring frank sinatra rita hayworth and kim novak there are also costume jewelry options worn by monroe hayworth judy garland olivia de Havilland, and barbara stanwyck from joseph of hollywood Today marks an exciting milestone for Julian's collection as our new collaboration with TMC will bring our world-class collection of important Hollywood artifacts and premium auctions to new heights and build on our reputation as the leading auction house to the stars, said Martin Nolan, executive director of Julian's Auctions. The auction will run July 15th through July 17th at Julian's Auctions in Beverly Hills. Wow. So there is a good side to Kim Kardashian wearing this dress because now people are wanting to do more auctions and be more connected with their passions in the art world and fashion. I say that this is, hmm, it's kind of like a double feeling like, I like what Kim did here, and also, at the same time, I feel like the work should have just been more respected, where she didn't have to wear it to the occasion, but just get a replica from the get-go instead of changing into another replica. Now, let's talk a little bit about Marilyn, and also the infamous dress that she also wore to meet Queen Elizabeth. This is going to be my last entry of the night, in my opinion. How Marilyn Monroe broke protocol with her dress when she met Queen Elizabeth. The star's iconic happy birthday Mr. President dress wasn't her only outfit to cause a stir. Oh, oh yeah, this is this one's gorgeous. Before Marilyn made headlines for her iconic happy birthday Mr. President's dress, which is having a moment again thanks to Kardashian's McGowan appearance. She had people talking about another eye-popping gown. In October 1956, Monroe's dream of meeting Queen Elizabeth was realized after she was invited to attend the Royal Command performance at the Empire Theater in London. The moment the two women met, ex- met is explored in the new book, When Marilyn Met the Queen. Ahead of the event, organizers asked all female artists who would be in the attendance to dress in a suitable manner to meet royalty. For example, they should not wear gowns that were so low cut they could show too much cleavage, according to book's author, Michelle Morgan. Okay, first of all, she was voluptuous, very curvy. How the heck is she supposed to hide her titties? Get out of here. Officials may have instructed the female attendees to dress conservatively, conservatively, but the dress Marilyn chose to wear when meeting Queen Elizabeth II was nothing like they had in mind. Made of gold lame. The gown was so low cut that the tops of Marilyn's breasts were on full display. Pin, pam, poom, poom. Ooh. Tight to the body with spaghetti straps and a fold of material meeting at the chest and heading down towards the floor. The dress came complete with a matching cap and gown. I mean, cap and bag. Morgan writes in the book out now. Inside the theater, Marilyn smiled broadly when threw back her cape to reveal her spectacular dress, Morgan continues. Flashlights popped, and then she and husband Arthur Miller ascended the steps and reached the space where the celebrities were lining up to meet the queen. Mm. All right, Miss Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, what did you have to think about this? Monroe removed her cape and positioned herself in the receiving line as she anxiously awaited the monarch. The queen, who wore a beautiful black full-skirted gown and a diamond emerald tiara, gave Monroe a brief look up and down, according to Morgan. The actress took took Her Majesty's hand and then descended into a well-practiced curtsy. The author writes, the two then chatted for several minutes and covered subjects including being neighbors and the queen's beloved Windsor. We love it, Marilyn said. 
As we have a permit, my husband and I go for bicycle rides in the Great Park. Ooh. Even though Monroe didn't adhere to the fashion protocols, Queen Elizabeth didn't appear to be phased. In fact, she seemed to notice the actress's makeup more than her gown. The queen reportedly told a friend, I thought Miss Monroe was a very sweet person, but I felt sorry for her because she was so nervous that she had licked all of her lipstick off. Oh. Footage of the evidence seems to back this up since Monroe can be seen licking her lips as she waited for the royal guests to reach her, according to when Marilyn met the queen. Hmm. She was a very down-to-earth lady. She was a star, but she was also a sweetheart. I wonder what she would have been like as she aged. If she had if she had survived what happened to her. I really like to know your guys' opinion. What do you think? Was it a good decision or was it a bad decision for her to wear a classic replica? I'd love to know. Also, big shout out to my boy, Notes82. He released his new music video right tonight, just last week. Guys, you gotta check it out. As usual, Notes never fares, never fails to impress me. And I also came out with a new book. It's called What Was Their Truth? Poems of Vindicated Voices. Now, this book is different from my first one. It is dealing with police brutality and so, so... It, explaining the narratives of Breonna Taylor and Trayvon Martin about their troops. And for those of you who are interested in buying the book, please go to amazon.com and type in what was their truth, Homes of Vindicated Voices. It's up for $9. And the proceeds of that money is going to go to Black Charity. That's, that's my good deed. And I also want to help keep fighting the war against police brutality and i would appreciate if you guys would be on that ride with me too all right that's all for tonight catch you guys real soon this has been the chronicles of she peace and good night